Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 8th of August, 8, 8, 2019. Here we are on Dream Theme Thursday, and I got a ton of dreams. So I'm going to get started, and we're going to just hit them one by one. So hang in there with me, and here we go. So my first dream is, it's I think anonymous. It didn't say it, but sometimes when they don't say it, I'm scared to say their name. Especially if they don't send them in all the time. But let me start with this one. Hi, Nadia. I have another dream for the show if you have time. I had it a couple of weeks ago. I had a dream about one of my favorite singers, Michael Kiwanuka. I obviously don't know him personally, but he seems like kind and warm person. In the dream, we were in a white van with open doors. It was a beautiful summer night. I was telling him how I had special moments of feeling peace and simplicity in my life while listening to his music. Somehow I felt the conversation was turning into a sob story. I didn't want that. I just wanted to chat and relax so we continue to chill and peacefully enjoy the night. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you. When you have a dream like that where you're meeting someone and it's the first time and you see yourself tell them anything, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you just see yourself doing that. Those are like a little run-through where you're practicing. You know, like once you meet the kind of people you think you want to meet, it's you getting a chance without it happening in real life to say, hey, you know what, that's not how I want to do it. So when you do run into that situation in life, you already have had this dream, and you say, you know what, I don't want this to turn into a sob story. Because a lot of people meet, and they lead with dysfunctional family, everything that's been wrong with them, and they go on and on and on. It's all about them, all about their story, and sometimes they don't really fully acknowledge the other person other than to study them. They want to figure out where you're at to see how much they can tell you, share with you, whatever it is that their goal is with you. But what happens with you is you're at a place where you've outgrown needing to tell the sob story. You don't need to lead with pain. So in your dream, you actually are like, hey, wait a minute. Let me go back to the fork in the road and let me repave it with who I am now. Old person here does doing this, dealing with pain, meeting someone else dealing with pain. All the work is done. New person here saying, I just want to talk about something else. Like you're saying that to yourself. Imagine how much you've grown that you want to lead with what's great in life, what's working in life, how you're working in life. So take that truly as a huge leap in your life that you had this opportunity in your dream to play this all out. So when you meet people, you really do make that switch. 
And what's interesting about that is I even personally remember making a switch with certain people, even people that I talked to, you know, when I was having, you know, a few issues, bigger kinds of issues, different kinds of issues than challenges that I may have or see today in my life. And I just stopped talking about them the same way. Instead of this happened to me, this is what I did. Instead of this happening to me, this is where I'm at now. And bringing yourself into the present is huge. So that's really, really cool because that's what you're doing. You're not using your past to dictate today or to get you the kind of people who want to dwell in your past with you. It's you're, you're ready for a different environment emotionally, and that's actually very cool. And there was another short dream with this one. I dreamt my cousin and her soon-to-be fiancé moving away to another country. We were at a bus station saying goodbye. How does that even relate to the other dream? That you've also just said goodbye to the old you. Whether it's moving to another country, another city, another world that you're comfortable with saying goodbye, that you're okay, you get it, it's part of life. So you're just in a huge acceptance mode of who you are, what everything around you means. Even if you were to go to another country, you're, you're getting comfortable with understanding that your life needs its own attention and that you are not the boss of anyone, but bigger than that is that you're starting to see that nobody is the boss of you. And I don't mean that anyone's up there with a stick telling you what to do, but in cultures or in circles or in families, if we want to do anything that kind of might shock everybody, we tend to not do it for a lifetime. And then later on, when everybody's doing their own thing, we start saying, well, why didn't I actually do that or try it? I really, really wanted it. So it's just, it's a very interesting thing, but those were your dreams. So keep your energy going forward. It's telling you over and over again, things are changing. I'm accepting it, accepting who I am. I don't need my sob story. I can accept people coming and going. I'm good. I'm, I'm pretty solid. So that's a great dream, great couple of dreams. So thank you for that. And now I have another dream. Let's see. I'm, I'm clicking back and forth here because it's, it's so cool that um, here's um, Dear Nadia. If time, I have a dream for Thursday. Again, it's a dream of mine that repeated itself. So here we go. It's dusk and I'm on a country road. It's as straight as can be, beautiful large trees lying each side of me. It's as if I'm in a car driving, but I'm not. Somehow I have that point of view and I'm going around five to 10 miles an hour. Two or three men enter the road and go separate ways. I know somehow that they are shooting a film. Then I see Gene Hackman walk to the center of the road and now he's directing in front of me. He looks at me and points straight down, straight down meaning like between his feet and pointing to the road. I don't know what he means and he's not speaking. 
I believe that they're blocking the scene, meaning rehearsing the actor's moments for the camera. I slowly pass him and want to see more, but I'm going past it. Then it's like you say, Groundhog Day. I see it all again on the same road, but this time Gene Hackman looks a bit angry. He's pointing down forcefully and continues to repeat that moment. But I cannot see the who he is motioning to. I can't see the rest of the crew or the director. I slowly move around him. I continue to look and I continue to notice him with my periphery, periphery. Then I wake up. I would appreciate your interpretation, Nadia, and much love your way. Well, I got to tell you, when we have a repetitive dream, there's a message, and we're somehow missing it. And yet, the dream doesn't sound like much, does it? But there's a beautiful road, there's a film being shot, and there's at one point that it keeps getting stuck. You keep seeing Gene Hackman in the same place every single time. And he's looking straight down between his feet and pointing to the road. He's not speaking because he doesn't actually need to speak because you're starting to see that whatever's going on in there, he's trying to tell you something. You keep going around him. But truly, it's your going through him. You need to go through him to stop seeing him. This Groundhog Day, what he wants you to know is that you are as good as he is. Don't think you're on your way somewhere. You are there. And to act like you are there. Take on that persona. Take on that energy. Like, you're you're right here. Come on. Can't you see me? I'm right here. You're as good as I am. Now he's getting mad. Like, okay, I'm showing up in your dreams. (laughs) Over and over again. Doesn't matter who else is around. Doesn't matter what film you're making. You're here. You are just as talented. Because some people take a back seat to their power. They don't do it on purpose. They just don't know what they don't know. We look at other people as knowing something we don't. But truly, when we are filming or creating anything, it's like being a writer or being a cameraman. All writers are the same. It's just that their their fingerprint is different. But he's letting you know that what you know and what you do is just as good as anybody else, even someone that might be well-known. The difference is that some people are well-known, and some people are well-known for much less than what you know. And others may be well-known for just having the experience of having done this as old as he is. But you are part of that community not on the outside trying to get in. And he's trying to tell you that. And it's kind of cool. I actually like it. That's a very kind of cool dream because you keep going around him like, oh, I'm not you. Get out of my way. 
And he's like, no, no, you are me. Go through me. Don't go around me. Because in dreams, you can do that, right? Dreams are so cool. So thank you for your dream. I just hope you take that and run with it. It's a good one to do that for. And now I have another dream. Oh, wow, somebody sent me three. I don't know if I could do all three. However, I'm going to do one that says anonymous nightmare. The whole dream, the whole dream was in black and white. I was stuck in a muddo pond, in a muddy pond. Then I bent down to reach for something and realized I could not get up by myself. I could not even lift my arm to indicate my troubles. There were so many people around me, but no one knew or saw the danger I was in. I myself realized I would faint and drown really soon because there is no air to breathe. Then I woke up. What a dream. That really does sound like a nightmare. If I had that dream, I'd probably wake up and go, what the heck just happened? But because I know what I know, I want to tell you something. You didn't. You didn't faint and you didn't drown. You woke up. And it's not a nightmare. You know, I always say nightmares aren't, it just takes out our our worst scary feelings. And your worst scary feeling is feeling that no one sees you, acknowledges you, or knows you're there. Period. Forget that you are drowning in something. There's a part of you that somehow feels alone, like you're fighting this world by yourself. And even though you're in the middle of the world and people are around, you could be drowning and still nobody will see you or can see you. And you believe it so much that you can't breathe at times, not all the time. Because, you know, none of us carry one emotion all the time. But once in a while, when we get down, we may say things to ourselves that aren't very nice. We may do things to ourselves that isn't very nice or cool or okay. And we're really good at it. However, when you wake up, because we don't die in our dreams. And even when we die in our dreams, we see ourselves die, which means we actually didn't die because we saw ourselves die. But that's the soul. That happens in real life. When we pass, we actually see our body. So where did we go if we could see our body? Once we left our body, and it's the same in the dream. Our soul never dies. And the beautiful part of this is there's a reminder to that. But there's also a message that do you really have to feel that alone? And to look at the resources around you. Because a lot of times we have family, but we reject and accept on and off. So at any given time, you may be closer or farther away to family. But also support groups. Having support groups. You know, sometimes friendships aren't every single day where you see the person every day. You talk to them every day. But when you do, it means something. And you feel that somebody in this world has got your back. And that person has to start with you when you are down, not to 
be so hard on yourself that you don't even feel that you have yourself. Because this dream is telling you, look, you've got yourself. Even when you think you're going to go down, you're not going to go down. We're going to save you before you go down. We're going to wake you up. But this, this, what we call nightmares, is actually a good dream for you to say, wow, do I really feel that alone on my own? Have I been alone all my life? Well, no, I've had people I've been close to, and I loved them at the time, and I may have outgrown them or evolved out of them. And my journey alone has been kind of hard. So when it feels hard, I really feel alone. But you don't have to prove you're worth being with. You already are worth being with. And a lot of times, we may find one person or 100 people that agree with us. But whether it's one person or 100 people, it doesn't negate your worth. So really just think about that. There's one that says, same person, another anonymous dream. I was at a farm and the owner, who I really liked, was showing personal interest in me. He asked me out on a date, but it felt like a business meeting. Then we tried to have sex, but it didn't mean anything to me. So, so then to him, it was different. He was complaining all the time. Then I was I had to leave to take a shower to feel better. It took me ages. When I came back for him, he was busy and upset and asked me to come back later. I was sorry that I made him wait. The the way he looked at me really told me how upset he was. While I was away, I really cared about him and wanted to make things right and give my best. Yet in the end, I woke up feeling liberated and clear-minded. I just knew it was not love. Much love your way. The greatest part of dreams is just like that one dream with the girl who was talking to the singer and wanted to lead with the sob story. You're outgrowing doing things when love isn't present. Because in your dream, you still wanted to make things right, but you actually knew it wasn't love. He was probably upset in your dream because he also realized the same thing. And people usually get upset because they look at that as rejection, even though it's just the truth. There just isn't, the love isn't there. We can't put love where we want it or where we don't. So your dreams are, are basically telling you you're not alone. You will always be okay. And stick with the love. You slept with him. Both of you knew it wasn't right. I mean, sometimes that happens and it's as clear as day. But don't try to go back and fix it. It's not going to get better than that time. Just to know where love is present and isn't and where to put your energy. It's like somebody who's starting a brand new life and they now know these things. Like, gosh, I know what love feels like. And if I know what it feels like, I'll also know what it isn't. Or the anonymous dream where everybody's around and you're drowning. It's because when we don't listen to ourselves, we feel alone from us. 
Because there's some people that are alone and don't have friends but interact with people all day, but they don't have like a, a friend that they stay on the phone with or that comes over every night. But they're calm and they're happy. They, they, they like being the way they are. Because this world takes all kinds. So if you feel alone, the aloneness we feel is usually inside, right? Not on the outside. So just, you know, accept who you are. Accept what you come to know. If something's there, it is. And if it isn't, it isn't. We can't put something there that isn't there. It's something, you know, my mom always said and then. It used to baffle me when I was younger because I remember abortion being an option in my childhood, but not in my mom's. And she would say, well, there's two things people can't hide. And it would be in Arabic, those are two words. And one, the first one is love. You can't hide love. When love is pure and real or just real and you're getting to the purity part within your own life, you can't hide that. It's either there or it's not. And the other was pregnancy. You either are or you aren't. You can't go back once you are. I mean, nowadays you have choices, but in her world, in her time, you couldn't. So you have to accept as you go along what things are, not what you want them to be. And your dreams are telling you you're okay. It's like the, the filming dream. Same thing. You, you already are that person. You already have that skill. Don't underestimate who you are. Don't underestimate what you're doing. You're good. We are all innately so powerful that our dreams are, they sound so convoluted. But they're not. And when we get to talk about them, even if you've never turned in a dream, you're like, hey, I dreamed something like that before. I dreamed that before. And you know, you know. Wow, that's what that meant. Oh, I dreamed of snakes. Oh, that means a rebirth. It doesn't mean I'm a snake. It doesn't mean anybody's coming after me. There's other people who think snakes are evil. They're not evil, they're scary. Or people who have like a crow that goes in front of them or all these superstitions. And I always think, but God made that crow. God made a crow. God made a bug. God made a snake. Every place, everything has its place. And when it's out of place, it does crazy things because it's not in its environment. And you, if you're around it, aren't in yours in a weird way because you're both in a foreign environment when you are together, when you intersect. So it's, it's funny how when you can change something Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. That has happened to me almost on every corner with seeing Christ. All the stuff I used to think, I catch it because, yeah, it still comes up. There's stuff I haven't thought about in years, and it comes up. And then I go, oh, yeah, but I I can't believe I used to think that because I didn't know this. Or I used to think that. I just, I don't think that anymore. 
So I have another dream from Leah Gill, and she put this on the page. I had two dreams just before waking up. In the first, Ehsan, I guess that's her husband, told me, I know you don't mean them. It was like Christ was telling me through the dream. I know you don't mean them. I don't understand the sentence. I know you don't mean them. Who is the them? It was like Christ was telling me this through the dream. In the second dream, let's just keep going. We might make it sense. In the second, I dreamed that I was not accepted for my studies and that when something doesn't work out, then we'll try again. Then I dreamed my friend Leah, differently, gave me a necklace. First, I wasn't sure if she meant the one I was holding, that she had given it to me or I was giving her as I thought it was mine and wanted to keep it with a beautiful, pearlescent, bluish, shimmering pearls. But then she bought the one I'd made her years ago and typical me, I hadn't finished making it and given her the rest of the pearls as I thought friends are friends and she will understand that the love was there. It felt so good to be around her again. There were other girls where I tried to belong, but I couldn't. Then I dreamed I was on a train. A girl was sitting there in a fancy dress, always changing the dress. I asked for her name, but I knew it was Serene, and I hated that she looked like a model. My husband's friends were always in my way, no matter what I did, even trying to climb the wall and escape. I, I I read the dream. There's a lot going on in it, and none of it's joining each other. And I don't know how many dreams are here because there's a, and then I dreamed, and then I dreamed. I had two dreams, and they, they're like disjointed. And I think there were four dreams, not two. Because there's, I had two dreams, and in the second dream, then I dreamed, then I dreamed. So there are, just all disjointed. But if you are to make any sense of it, it's that your mind just tends to like follow what's right here, right now. And somewhere in there, it's just like this unconscious dream of thought in your dreams where you're just jumping from one thing to another thing to another thing to another thing. And you kind of form opinions along the way and things you like and don't like and how you react. And probably just from all this, there's a lot that you try to remember or do or create around you. But just from how they jump around like that, I would probably... And that you remember them all, because I can't remember that many dreams. I remember some, and I love when I do. But, you know, all the time, every week, long dreams, many, many dreams. So I would probably, in real life, and I know it's going to sound crazy because I don't, I don't meditate myself, but I would probably take up the practice of meditating if I were you, just where you sit 
And maybe in that meditation, try to concentrate on one thing, one person like yourself. And instead of thinking of all the people around you, instead of thinking of what anybody else is doing, anybody else is saying, who you like, who you don't, who you love, who you don't, who you like being around, who you don't, just think about you. And I know they say clear your mind, but once you clear your mind, something comes in there. Just think about who you are everywhere you go. Because you have a lot of different scenarios, very vivid imagination, a very vivid way of interpreting how people respond to you and you're hyper conscious of how people feel around you. You try to analyze what they really mean, not what they mean, but that means what do you really mean? What do you really mean when you're doing everything? So learn to just concentrate on one thing at a time and keep your mind out of focus and learn to focus in one place. So I just got in the chat from you. Yes, it was four. I get it. We don't have much more time, but, you know, try to do that before you go to bed and see if that affects your dreams to where you just focus on yourself, what you did that day, how you felt, and see if that affects your dreams differently. That would be really interesting. I'm out of time. I will see you guys tomorrow on Friday, Questions Friday. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.